Hello and welcome to RegTech Impact, Astrid. Um, please introduce yourself. Hi, Erkan. Uh, nice to have you here um, in this room together. My name is Astrid Freier. I'm an investor from Early Fintech Ventures. We are a company focusing on early stage fintech investments only. Oh, cool. Um, if you're talking today about RegTech, the RegTech industry, can you tell me when was your first contact with RegTech industry? You know, my first contact with the RegTech industry was in 2017 when I was uh, heading Deutsche Bank's uh, regulatory management group. And um, of course, if you take a look at many regulatory challenges, uh, you'll clearly see that this is an area which can only be resolved by technology. And this was actually my first touch point. That means uh, 2007. Is, is that true? 17. 17. Oh, cool. And if you talk about RegTech, how would you define RegTech? I mean, do you have a simple definition for us? Yeah, when I look at RegTech, I look at it from a rather holistic uh, point of view and industry agnostic. We see, of course, um, that uh, compliance-relevant, uh, AML, KYC-relevant, uh, risk management-relative topic are predominant for regulatory technology uh, with a strong focus of financial mm -hmm. service industry. But um, these areas um, go also beyond and touch many other industries as well. Absolutely. Um, you are also talked about investors as a RegTech investor. Um, how would you describe the RegTech investor market? The RegTech investor market is uh, growing significantly. So when we had the first investments um, in around 2015, we talked about uh, around 1.1 billion US dollar uh, raised in this particular year. And um, this has been steadily moving up um, and independently from COVID uh, and has reached 8 billion US dollar even in 2020. Um, we saw in particular that um, the number of deals is also increasing, although the RegTech environment in itself um, caters only for a smaller number of deals if you take a look at, at other areas. So in RegTech, we've talk about um, 200 deals uh, per year because of the fact it's quite a complex uh, environment and it's quite capital intensive. Uh, can you tell me about the region? Is 200 in worldwide or Europe? Can you give some figures? Do you know some figures about that? So the deals uh, are um, uh, global figures as well as the investments. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, we can split this down accordingly to, to other areas. So we see that the U.S. still has a very predominant uh, um, share in this uh, overall numbers. Um, but uh, Europe and in particular also Asia are picking up uh, significantly uh, in the last five years. That's in very interesting. Um, if you're talking about um, being a RegTech, uh, what should RegTechs learn or consider working better with investors? I mean, do you have an idea? I wonder whether this is something which is particular um, only for regtechs or whether this is rather general. Uh, it's a general, it's a general right. topic. So in general, um, I would say um, to present your case um, 
and uh, show that there is a specific uh, solution you have for an overall problem. This is in general something we can give as good advice to, to everyone seeking investment um, because every investor wants to see that there is a real problem in the bag uh, which, which can be resolved uh, because otherwise um, we will not be able um, to see the success of these business models. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to specify it to the RegTech For the RegTech side in particular, I, I always strongly uh, look at um, how deeply involved um, companies, respectively their representatives, have been in the RegTech or uh, compliance risk management environment. Because I see that um, the problems we have there can only be resolved if you have a very deep understanding of the processes behind And uh, this is something you, you cannot achieve from one day to the other. You rather have to uh, already from um, past experience, past roles, past jobs in this environment, um, uh, make sure that you then translate this into a, a regulatory technology relevant environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, if we're talking about RegTech, the difficulty is you, you told us um, for investment is a huge amount. Can you give me some figures? I mean, in which areas we are going to invest in or is this 100 million or less? Can you give me some figures about that, Astrid? You mean me as an investor or rather? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, we, are, we are focusing on early stage investments only. Mm -hmm. So early stage, uh, uh, seed stage even. Um, so these are normally relatively small amounts, um, uh, around 1 million, 2.5 million euro, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you um, take a look at where the different um, investments uh, are, and uh, it's it's very worthwhile having a look at how this RegTech um, environment is um Uh, set up and we can clearly see that um, you have a decent number of uh, early stage uh, companies um, which require an early stage investment but you clearly see out of this um, 8 billion US dollar I have mentioned the by far biggest chunk goes in the area of um, investments of uh, 50 million and above and um, this is a clear sign why um, in order to nourish the ground um, you first of all have to come up with a good idea in order to work on this RegTech-specific aspect and grow this further until it really is of relevance to the large, for example, financial institutions or other large companies. And then, of course, it will require a lot of more um, investment amounts. And that's why many of these uh, RegTech um, companies, if they uh, take a significant chunk of these um, overall um, Uh, funds I was just describing, it will surely happen at a later stage in time. Interesting. Um, larger companies, um, if they have to make a decision about RegTech, um, build or buy or collaborate, what would your suggestion be for a large company? That's a very good question. And um, the answer is uh, not a simple uh, yes or no for, for one option or the other. Uh, what I clearly see is that um, The companies have to really make up their mind on um, what is the focus they, they want to uh, put on. And um, once you have decided on uh, in which area, for what benefit um, you want to go for a particular RegTech solution, this automatically triggers uh, also the decision into the direction of, for example, build or buy. And what we have clearly seen in the past is that, of course, um, 
companies um, being financially wealthy um, and looking at solutions where they can um, easily connect with their existing infrastructure, they may probably rather go uh, for developing their own solutions um, because it uh, may fit in better with all their already existing solutions they have on board. But of course, this is not always um, an option, um, especially not uh, if, if you are not that financially strong, as I mentioned in the beginning, but also if you do not um, have certain um, capabilities uh, on board. Uh, and this is uh, in the reg tech field, something which is very important because this is a very tech-driven area and a very modern tech-driven area. And this is then, um, of course, uh, a good uh, situation where reg tech companies might come in at a third party. Um, this is an area where we see then a lot of um, uh, rather building together, collaborating uh, on certain projects uh, uh, and, uh, well, probably also offering uh, the chance to sometimes implement things quicker and uh, with more speed um, because uh, you can then easily uh, also source in the different capabilities uh, in technology. But you may have the uh, downturn that, of course, you have to think about how this relates with your overall setup. And um, this is sometimes uh, even more difficult than the pure Rectech solution uh, provided itself. Absolutely. And what type of framework do we need to have to have to order to to bring the Rectech solution implemented successfully? What what do you what kind of framework or what type of framework do you prefer? I think we clearly see in uh, other countries that uh, sandboxing, for example, is a very powerful way of. Uh, looking uh, at early stage solutions uh, in order to have a consensus already at a very early point in time with different players of the ecosystem. And uh, this is uh, here in the RegTech environment, not only a pure play between, let's say, a RegTech company and, for example, in financial institutions. Of course, we have the regulatory environment to be taken into consideration with the regulatory authorities. And in many cases, um, since the development, uh, I primarily now talk about banks, in the financial service industry um, is not only done by the banks, but also by a lot of software providers. You will also have a software company uh, sitting on the table. So have at least a parties of four um, having to sort out how a topic uh, in, in certain um, uh, segments like risk management, identity, compliance, etc. can be moved forward. Mm -hmm. and, and this is an environment um, where I personally believe um, the many public-private partnerships um, we see here, um, they can do a very good job if all the parties are bundled together uh, right from the beginning in a meaningful framework. Mm -hmm. uh, the parties are the four, can you repeat it again, the four parties? The four mean? parties I at least see um, are a financial service um, um, provider, um, a reg tech provider, a software provider, and also um, a, a financial authority or regulatory supervisory mm -hmm. authority. Yeah, very interesting. Um, if we go one step further, any recommendation to have or how established RegTax can be actively engaged in European or Germany? Do you have any recommendation for that? I mean, 
We have still some established rec techs in Germany. Indeed. And yes. And how they should be established or engaged in, in, in Europe and Germany to, to promote rec tech. Do you have any idea? What we see here is, um, as you said, we have a very good base because we have a very solid, uh, long-established um, banking environment. And this, of course, uh, sets also free people um, which uh, have been very active, for example, in the space of regulatory um, uh, technology and environment. And uh, this gives a good spin uh, also to develop new solutions further, especially in, in Germany and also beyond in, in Europe. Um, so... What I think as a recommendation here is really to try to form a kind of um, collaborative um, environment here because many of the regulatory technology problems, they are not to be solved in one country only. And uh, I see this in the area, for example, of identity, that there is more of a European movement in order to resolve the topic of identity as an example. And I think this is where RegTech forming their own you could say lobby groups um, uh, are strongly advised uh, to um, have this type of dialogue across many different uh, companies uh, and also across many different uh, countries, at least in Europe, to really move the needle uh, and uh, try to um, be strong in uh, certain uh, areas of, of RegTech. Um, of course, being a European uh, citizen, um, we have to stress that uh, in our world, uh, data protection uh, plays a very important role. And again, this is an area where um, with a more uniform view across many different um, jurisdictions, um, uh, I think the RegTech case can be by far stronger. Absolutely. Uh, uh, which ecosystem around the globe have the best adoption of RegTech solution? So either business can know and try to understand what it could be mean for their or similar business and get the right exposures of what is out there. Do we have an answer for that? I think the Australians, they do pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. They have um, uh, worked uh, for already a couple of years um, setting up the ecosystem and um, this pays off very nicely. So the Australian um, banks, for example, they are very absorptive if it comes to regulatory technology solutions. Um, but again, this, this needs time and uh, mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, countries, for example, like Australia, where you have uh, many different uh, influences and an influx of uh, many different solutions, um, they can uh, work very nicely on that. And I think we can learn from this in, in uh, Europe as well. Uh, as I said, with regards to sandboxing, we see that, uh, of course, the um, uh, UK um, uh, environment is uh, in principle very favorable in order to test new solutions um, um, but I think um, uh, this is an area where other countries in Europe and also Germany um, having a, a financial regulatory environment uh, which is uh, within Europe very well accepted um, uh, could take uh, additional steps in order to um, be more flexible with regards uh, to such kind of uh, solutions and uh, setting up the scene for them uh, in order to grow further. Absolutely. I think um, our podcast, uh, Deborah Young from the Australian Red Tech Association was also a guest and we talk about that in another episode. But um, we talk about uh, investor market, we talk about RegTech, um, 
how they can be engaged um, and how the people, I think, your four parties. And what is the one topic I want to ask with you is what is your view on the fast-changing technology landscape into this world? I mean, do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, I think the um, fast-changing um, uh, technology development is is key in order to drive uh, RegTech further. And, and many topics, as I mentioned in my little example from the beginning, um, we can only solve these problems with the help of technology. Think of the enormous amount of data we need in order to assess a counterparty or a client um, successfully. This can only be done with the help of technology because individually we will not be able um, to access all these different meaningful data uh, in order to come up with a decision, right? And um, that's why I truly believe that um, the rec tech play is a pure tech play which will uh, for sure go on. Um, I, I think we have the big themes here in RegTech, for example. If we take a look at uh, robotic process automation, for example, if we take a look at um, um, the large themes of prediction and uh, predictive analysis, uh, uh, these are, of course, major topics which count for the overall industry um, and are of immense relevance for, for RegTech as well. But next to it, I would also like to draw the attention uh, not only um, to the big topics normally associated um, with these uh, big technology trends. I would also like to draw the attention to sometimes the more simple innovations um, instead of the, the cutting edge ones, because I think already um, uh, in this regard, we can do tremendously um, uh, better and uh, provide a significant change and efficiency scale. And we shouldn't leave this out um, uh, when focusing on the big themes that especially with many small innovations, uh, you can already add great value. Finally, the last question what I'm always asked is, uh, what would you do if you are not working in the rec tech industry? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would really have fun. Uh, this is not related to financial services or anything. Um, to um, uh, work in a kitchen of a good restaurant uh, in order to learn more on how the beautiful food uh, can be not only um, uh, produced but also then served. Uh, but this is rather just a, a side note. Um, uh, apart from that, uh, I'm very deeply involved in the financial service industry and uh, I love that. Uh, so... Um, It would be difficult for me to get away from my job and hobby in one, but probably the restaurant is something <laughs> which attracts yeah. me a lot. Absolutely. Esrit, thank you. It was a pleasure to talking with you and have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Erkan, and great for setting up um, this type of uh, podcast in order to look deeper into the RegTech world. <laughs>